electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are building on yesterday's highs as attention turns to some core PCE inflation data. Actually runs a bit cool month on month, although year on year is still the highest since 92. Most of the gains for the Dow at the open will be Nike. Our roadmap begins with the logjam lifted. The president announcing that deal struck with a group of bipartisan senators on infrastructure. Plus a tale of two stocks, Nike and FedEx, both reporting results. But they're moving in opposite directions this morning. And no cup shortage here. Starbucks' Kevin Johnson talking to Jim last night about pressure on the supply chain. Jim, I'm not sure if you want to go over the inflation data or if infrastructure is still what you're focused on. Uh, right I'm, now. I'm focused on infrastructure only because I think a lot of people are buying these stocks. And a lot of uh, like a Martin Marietta materials, Vulcan materials, Caterpillar are all feeling that this is the time. Uh, and it, it, it's not the time. I mean, there was a... I, I, when I watched the president, it seemed like, OK, listen, we've got this compromise, but we're not going to accept the compromise. And, uh, uh, David, I don't know about you, but it seemed like it was another kabuki dance out of Washington. It's like, we've got so you're not right because of the fact that they want the other bill to be a companion through reconciliation. So you're not as certain. And that, no, that I, came up this morning on Squawk's interview with... Uh, with uh, Transportation Secretary Buttigieg yes. as well. Um, and so there are questions about whether, in fact, it is going to get to the finish line. But that said, it was kind of unexpected that they even would have gotten as far as well, they did well, I, on a bipartisan I, basis, right. at least and, and, with this and part of the bill. No one's taken back this part. So that, that made me feel better. But I think that there is a moment. I know that it sounds uh, strange, but there is a benign moment in this stock market. Now, we do have a Russell we bounce at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But I talked about a jailbreak last night because what's happened is if you look at what went up yesterday, it's the first time that I did not feel it was zero sum. You had banks go up and they got the C car. They're allowed to return capital. Uh, you had drugs go up. Eli Lilly. You had United Rentals go up and cat. That's the infrastructure. Same with Vulcan Materials. But most important and yet most important, you had Tesla. Tesla was second most up yesterday. And Tesla is uh, a welcome back. Uh, remember, te- we found out that uh, Panasonic sold his Tesla. Maybe that was the weakness. But one of the things that we've been focused on are meme stocks. Uh, before, we used to be focused on Tesla. Remember, we used to talk about Tesla every day. Of course. Uh, and I think that Tesla is, is poised to have a very good quarter. Because of the $7.5 in EV infrastructure? or Well, because I, just I positioning. think... No, I think that what happened last night with Nike and... Uh, and with Starbucks was incredible because what they said was what Starbucks told me uh, and the call Nike, there, there is no rift between the People's Republic of China government and American companies that build plants there, which means to me that one of the one of the big worries about Tesla, whether China 
would embrace it off the tape. Well, that's interesting. I'm looking through the transcript right now of, uh, of Nike's call. Oh, my call. God, it was an unbelievable call. China came up, I think, 29, 30 times or something. But never Although, religious you know. freedom, which is what I feared. Right. And, you, by the way, it is interesting. Uh, it was a great quarter. Uh, and you can see the response in the stock market uh, this morning is going to be very strong, perhaps up as much as 13 or more percent, Jim, for yeah. numbers that were far well, in excess of what were, was anticipated. They gave but China it continues to be a key focus. They did have a bumpy ride there through the quarter. Yeah, yes, they did. April. They, they, uh, April's bad. May right. was really bad. Right. But how about the last three and weeks? June has come on strong. And T-Mobile? This June 18th uh, um, special day for selling. Um, it was great. But you're not going to see Donahoe coming on. You know, this guy used to come on our air a lot, John Donahoe. Remember, right. and somebody I, I, I've been begging I, I, for him to come on. A long, you know, a long relationship with. I know, uh, and um, he doesn't come on. You know why he doesn't come on? Why do you think? Well, Cowan today says the management is increasingly confident. They go to 181 from 145, and Donahoe uh, did talk about strong brands last night. Take a listen. These are times when strong brands can get stronger, and each quarter this reality becomes even more clear. Everyone's pointing to uh, the fiscal 22 revenue guide, Jim, which could exceed 50 billion and, and through 2025, too. Well, the, the fact guide. that they gave it uh, other than SPACs that make up their 2026 outlooks, they gave a 2025 outlook. And at one point, there's a moment where Matthew Friend, who's the CFO, and he's not. I'm not saying he's not phlegmatic, but he's not buoyant. And he, he just said, we are a growth company. I mean, basically challenging everyone who says this thing is a huge company and it can't have growth. This quarter, and Matthew Boss came on Mad Money and said this would happen, but this quarter was a transformational quarter because U.S. was incredibly strong uh, and it had been weak, direct to consumer. Well, their direct business has become so such an important... It's going to be 50% of their business. Ama- I mean, that is an amazing thing. Isn't think. that? From a business that barely existed not that many years ago, they're Isn't now selling that? directly... Uh, and that's a lot of their growth. And they also expect revenue to grow low to double digits, surpass $50 billion by fiscal 2022. Nike Direct grew 120%. I mean, Nike owns stores, returned positive sales growth. I think people should read this because what this says is if you have a forward management, and Donna's a tech guy, and Mark Parker, you got to give him credit, but yeah. if they, they understood what had to happen. And I think most consumer products companies right now are reading this and saying, I am so jealous. Let's have a meeting right now. And if they're not, they're crazy. I mean, Procter & Gamble, if I were Procter, I'd be saying, I'd call an all-hands-on-deck meeting and say, what the heck are we doing? Why are we not doing what Nike's doing? I, that, that's what I do. That great brand awareness, is, uh, as he said, though. Maybe Procter, I don't know. I mean, and then there's a secondary market, obviously, that we know is great, and Look, I, yeah. look, Under Armour, this is a lesson for Under Armour. It's a lesson for anybody except for uh, H&M, which apparently did upset the government. Um, I, I just want to finish my thought on Donahoe. Because did I, I interrupt your thought? Well, no, I just apologize. to make clear what my point was, I think it's very difficult for him to answer questions in regard to some of the things going on in China that you bring up. No one asked. And nobody asked on the nobody call. Nobody asked. And the sense would be that uh, you don't want to put yourself in a position to have to answer if you can avoid it, right? Well, I mean, it was almost like they all agreed, look, there's, I, and I don't think they did this, but let's not bring up religious freedom uh, because uh, Nike is the principal company when it comes to freedom of speech in this country. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting the way in which corporates are having to pick their battles on non 
corporate matters. I mean, they were vocal on Kaepernick, but yes, they were. it's a different story when Isn't you that come to criticizing China. And they talk about the building, the 400-year history in China, uh, sorry, 40-year history in China, can you invest in serving the consumer there? Same thing that Kevin Johnson said. It, they have a rap, and, the, and I'm sure Tim Cook could say it. And the rap is, we are a Chinese company when we're in China. And they say that as that's the answer that they give mm-hmm. when you say, well, how about religious freedom? Uh, basically, that we are beacons of what they should be. Almost as if they are saying, look, we demonstrate the way free, free capital is, and the great country that we are. Uh, and that itself is enough to be the ambassador. I don't know if that's the case. But again, right. if I'm running the business, I but would take a look at what Google feels about that. But it is a risk. It's got to be at some point. Mm-hmm. We're a brand of China for China. Uh, I get it, and it's right. true. And it's, but it's a very important component of their overall earnings. But it's got to be a risk. As more and more companies I, I, align themselves under the ESG banner, that, that becomes a question. And to Carl's point, you're willing to talk, speak out on this, but you're not willing to speak out on that. It's a key decision point for a lot of CEOs in terms of where they choose to, to battle and not. My charitable trust owned it. We had a great game. And we took it in part because I felt that one of these analysts is going to say, you back Kaepernick on freedom of speech. How about concentration camps? How do you feel about concentration camps? Well, no analyst is going to do that, but a journalist <laughs> why? might. Right. Maybe that's why. Yes. Well, you don't think that that's what they're, they want to know about the model? They're how do you feel about 2025? And by the way, they're how about not the slaughter of question, Jim? You've read a million conference calls. Have you ever seen? Hey, congratulations on the quarter. Yeah. Can you give us some can, color on human us, rights? Actually, no, yeah. I've never seen a human rights conference. John, I'd like to make sure I never get invited back to a call again or that anybody from this company ever speaks to me. So I thought I'd ask you. A very tough question that you don't want to answer. But I think it's interesting what David said, which is that journalists, journalists, it's not coming on, John. No. I, now, I'm inviting John right now. He's been on this show. I love him. He's a, he's, you love he's, him? Uh, uh, that's a far. I, I've always enjoyed having that's him. That's called hyper, no, hyperbole. I know. I was channeling some of you. Yeah. I want him to sit right there. <laughs> I want him to sit right there. And I want him to answer how do they get... What is what is Nike doing to try to alleviate uh, what we what you often talk about off camera? Yeah. We, the basic the basically concentration oh, it's, camps. It's, yeah. No, what's going on there is New Yorker put out a piece. That which New Yorker piece was devastating. It was a mind changer for me. It's devastating. If someone went from New Yorker were to ask that question, uh, I think John Donner would say, look, we are a good corporate citizen. And that's what they talk. A good corporate citizen. Yeah, and there's a lot are. of money on the line. It's, talks loud. But I think that if I were uh, if I were an Apple analyst, I would say, you know what? I have much greater conviction that Apple's going to have good numbers because they After build there. Number, yeah. Oh, I really think that. Yeah. You know, Skyworks builds there. I would buy Skyworks. I thought it was that was the blueprint. Yesterday, it was like a two. It was like a one-two punch. You had Kevin Johnson saying, "We're cool in China," which we'll talk about. After and, the then, break. and then you had. John Dono say we are really cool in China. I mean, like, hey, Hong Kong, Apple, Apple the publication didn't come up. Right. Well, didn't and, come up. and speaking of moving those goods around the world, uh, FedEx, of course, uh, beats by two cents. The guy, Jim, I know you heard you were talking to Becky and Joe. Not bad, but I guess not UPS enough. Is that no? The t- and they're going to take down UPS on it, and I think that's also wrong. I think UPS should never have gone down off, off that. Uh, 
that excellent analyst day. I, I look, what happened with FedEx was Fred Smith starts in the third par- fourth paragraph. He goes, the labor market in the U.S., uh, it, over this period, it's challenging, adversely affecting hiring and leading to significant reengineering. Basically, there are not enough people, but they are buying some more planes. People don't want to hear more planes. Right. And now this stock's going to go down. But every analyst raised numbers. Every analyst had its week. I look at everyone. I'm self buying up to self buying. Up to. This is when you come back on Monday. And you start buying it because no analyst downgraded. And frankly, I thought it was a really good call. Just that one part was bad. One part. FedEx is doing very well. What? Uh, nothing. I'm listening nothing. to you. FedEx conference call, um, dense reading. I compared it to Tristan Shandy earlier. Mm. Oh, I can say Thackeray. I never appreciated Thackeray's work. No? Does no. That mean you didn't like you it? You were more middle March. Yeah, right. Now. I, I mentioned Middle March, George but in, in, yeah. in the end, can I just say Melville holds up? <laughs> really? He holds up. And don't forget, a lot of people die in, in, in trying Dick? to get Moby Dick. Yeah. Including Ahab. Starbucks. <laughs> That's right. That's oh, yeah. Exactly Starbucks right. dies in that. Yes. Starbucks lives in this. Yeah. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about what Kevin Johnson told Jim last night. Really interesting story actually taking place at Starbucks. We'll talk some supply chain issues, how the company's navigating that. Futures do look good. Uh, The Nasdaq's looking for five straight wins. We haven't done that since late January. A lot more squawk on the street. Straight ahead. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. There's no cup shortage at Starbucks. I don't know how that story got uh, got started, but we've got uh, plenty of, of our hot cups and our cold cups. And as you said, we just reintroduced uh, reusable cups uh, that we had, had paused during the pandemic for, for safety reasons. But, uh, you know, customers are back in our stores. Demand is strong and we've got plenty of cups uh, to serve them. At Starbucks, Kevin Johnson on Mad Money last night talking about supply chain issues. Jim, I thought the, the bigger headline was... Where vaccinations are up, cops are up. Wasn't that amazing? Uh, and one thing that sometimes you screw up and you don't get to ask the right questions in the conference call. I was so taken by the fact that the story was bogus. Fif- more than 50% of the drinks right now 
or ice or cold. Cold drinks. Now that, good margins. So I think you're basically getting good margins, better than expected sales in vaccinated stores. Uh, the stock's a buy. It's a buy. Yes, it is. Knowing what I know now about the cold drinks, uh, the need to add more Starbucks, adding Starbucks. Uh, this is a company that that is so on the move. That, and one of the things he said was like the article about it uh, that made up the stuff about the cups also made up the stuff that there's no innovation. The not the number of new products and innovation is at a, basically an all time high. So that was another canard. Now, one of the things that David has emphasized to me is that a lot of stuff that you read is just plain wrong. News about M&A. Everything about those stories were plain wrong. Plain wrong. And it means that Starbucks, which went from 115 to 110 because of these, no. Well, and speaking of of innovation and margins, Jim, it's interesting the number or the percentage of tickets that include some food uh, is up as well. This is what Johnson said about that. We've had some shortages in the bakery case. That certainly is true. But uh, you look at what we've done over the last couple of months to to really get us in a much better position. Uh, And you just think about it. When you turn turn this on so rapidly, it really tests the elasticity of the supply chain. And if there's one area that uh, we've been focused on, it's it's our supply uh, partners who assemble breakfast sandwiches and some of the food items in our bakery case. That's where we've seen some, some pressure. So there are supply issues. Uh, he's abject about it. Will it hurt the earnings? I don't know. I mean, I think that the, it's the brewed cold coffee that they can charge a lot for. But everybody's got supply chain issues. And Darden has supply chain issues. There's, look, our country still has not solved what it takes to get from A to B. Uh, and freight is the thing that's most often talked about. But I just thought Kevin really just told a great story. And I, when I was finished with it, I said, the reason, one of the reasons why it's been going down is people, they feel people can't make it. Like they're not going to be able to make all the new stuff, uh, which, which is where the margins are. All false. All false. You know, we don't talk about uh, the variants very much, but it's a story in Sydney today and in Germany and in Israel and Taiwan. Uh, we've got 16 states here in this country that are seeing cases up on a seven-day average. Uh, but the deaths are 300 and change, and people look at that. Uh, there was a really good argument today about uh, people who who got it after being vaccinated. About not that many, uh, but it's something that's probably going to keep masks on in some places. But yeah, I mean, I, look, there are whole states that kind of just feel, and that's where you that's where you have the higher risk of, right. of and variants. Those, but those to your are, point, thankfully, the the most at risk group has the highest rate of vaccination, well, sixty five and over. Right, but it's ninety percent. But the supply like chain, a lot of places aren't making enough things because there's still employees that are they can't go to work, and we forget that a lot of where a lot of where there is uh, COVID is where America manufactures. And that's where we make it because right, it's right to work states. Yep. Uh, it's going to be an issue as we await Jobs Friday a week from today. Yeah. Uh, as we get some more estimates uh, today, I think B of A is at 800,000. Uh, we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and get the opening bell. Futures look pretty good here on this Friday. Don't go anywhere. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. 
Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, let's get to a uh, mad dash as we count you down. Hey, it's Friday. Got about seven and a half minutes before we get started with this final day of trading. You wanted to talk Netflix. I left my copy of the Credit Suisse report over there, but you can use yours. Yeah, this is a person who stole Credit Suisse. Yes. Which in itself is saying something. It is saying something. That building is getting emptied out, and not because of uh, no, not because people aren't no. showing up to work. It's no. because and, of right. Archegos. And there's and the no losses, antitrust. Lost a lot of important No people. antitrust about this recommendation. It's one of the few of Fang that is an experience. David, they have an absolutely great piece about why they are going from hold to buy Netflix. The, the title of the piece, If Content is King and Streaming, Netflix Still Wears the Crown, Upgrade to Outperform. Now, David, this is what I thought was shocking. What is the PE on 25? I know it because I saw it. It's, I read the piece earlier. Sorry. So put it in the form of yeah, a question. Yeah, 23 or something like that. Eight, it's, yeah, yeah, it's 18. 18, yeah. And that, I've never seen it this cheap. Yeah. Now, David, they have a chart. It's a Although, pie chart. That's 18 times. I did pause for a second. 25. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't David, usually see a PE out for you. In the SPACs, it's three times, right? Yeah. Now, David, there is a first video option in Netflix Homes that shows you Netflix is 25, Amazon Prime 26. Amazon Prime is doing so well. Live TV 22. And what I thought was really interesting was they have HBO Max. That's three. Right. 100%. Yeah, we've got a long way to go. Um, yeah. But you know what? Let's talk about the stock for one moment before we wrap up here. It's, I mean, you can see when the high was. Um, it's going here. This is the piece I've been waiting for. Yeah. It really is. And, David, it's slate. Highs. Don't forget, a lot of them, they were hurt by COVID. Yeah. You couldn't do a lot of programs. But, David, there is we'll Bridgerton, bit, guys. Bridgerton we'll Season 2, yeah, uh, which I, I will like. Stranger Things Season 5. Right. But you're going to see, this is a good call because of uh, COVID winding down. There will be many more, many more movies and series. And so I think this stock down 2% year to date, YOLO. You think so, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are you going? After should go to the club? I am going to the club, yeah. $17 billion they spend. It's only $17 billion a year on content. And no. David, it was worth every penny. People laughed. People laughed at Amazon. People laughed at Tesla. People laughed at GameStop. People laughed at AMC. The last two are pretty funny. We got a lot more squawk on the street for you, including that opening bell coming right up. Keep your eye on Microsoft uh, closing with a $2 trillion market cap for the first time. Joining Apple in that club, we're going to keep our eye on Facebook as a result, Jim, as, as we got that announcement of Windows 11 and some of the consumer uh, news last night. Yeah, I think that there are so many companies that are still on Windows 10, it shocks me. They're going to have a big, big upgrade cycle. I think Microsoft remains the least dangerous large cap stock there is. You never hear them mentioned anymore. They, they spent their time on the cross in 1999 and 2000 to kind of immunize them. And it was all about the cloud. Put that chart up again. I mean, that thing, you could just look at that chart all day long. All day long. Look at that thing. Well, it's when you get an unbelievably good CEO who is loved 
a fantastic CFO who is a just champion, that's what you get. And, and consistently underrated, underestimated. When he came in, I think uh, several years now, Forbes has had a list of the most underrated CEO, and he it's Nadella it. for like five straight years. Well, he is, when I went to interview him right before the pandemic, I, I tried to get out of him all the great things that he's done. Doesn't want to hear it. Also, another person who says it's the team, it's the team. Yeah. Well, it's working. It's working. Two trillion. Second company, obviously, at that level, Apple. And by the way, Facebook's not far from a trillion. Only about 25 billion. Facebook away from that doing number. these shops initiatives really helping. Both of those names hitting all-time highs yesterday. There's the opening bell at the big board. It's Mr. Carwash. At the NASDAQ, it's Origin Materials, maker of zero-carbon plastic, celebrating its listing via SPAC. Jim, I know you thought the CarMax numbers were better than expected. Yes, I thought it was actually a really, really good quarter. Tremendous number. I mean, they, they're they making so much per used car. I mean, they're making uh, 2,205 uh, uh, dollars per used car. And, the gross margins are really terrific. They bought 342,000 cars. I, I just thought it was just an exceptionally good quarter. They are a used car is the place to be right now. I think that could cool down as we get more semiconductors, which we will. Yeah. David, Big did cheers you eat? for Mr. Car Wash. Well, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, uh, Mrs. Car Wash is coming public next week. Mr. Car Wash is like, you know, Johnny Carson. He's like, I went to Mr. Carwash the other day. Or like, um, no, it's actually more better, right? Listen, it's great to have people, all these people back in the building. It is. Celebrating. Uh, and it's mass a big moment. To a large degree. Yes, mass yeah. free. It's, it is definitely a moment here to, to have Name me some other companies named Mr. Cheering. Mr. Coffee. That was Joe DiMaggio. Yes, was it was. Of course. <laughs> That's all I got for you. That's all you have? Showing I don't think you're going to get guys. a lot of new companies named Mr. <laughs> they yeah. call me Mr. Tibbs? I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Don't, I don't think All that's right, happening. David, I, I can't believe you have not mentioned the banks. I mean, I look at you and I think, when are you going to mention them? Um, all right. Do I'll, we have a SPAC report? Yes, we do. Then yes, we, we do. Then we should. Which would you prefer? But I'm pumped because they're going to SPAC. You know that. There it is. It's that last part there where it goes up. Branding, boop, 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 boop. branding never stops. It gets me every it. time. Every time. I'm looking at the banks. You see, I'm all thrown here. Let's talk SPACs, guys. You know what, what's starting to happen? And we talk, of course, about straight IPOs like Mr. Carwash. Um, but many of the SPAC deals that we have watched occur and when we brought the uh, sponsor on with the CEO of the company that they're merging with, they're now de-SPACing. They are right. now becoming fully public companies under a ticker symbol representative of the actual company, no longer the SPAC. And we had about, I think, so far in June, you know, this week was not that big for filings. We had six filings. We had four IPOs. So six PACs filed their paperwork to go public. Four went public. Um, and you had new deals, eight new deals announced. But what we're seeing now is 34 companies so far in June have despacked. So How could they all find companies new, to buy? That's 34 in they a way companies. new companies. I mean, we knew they were going to enter the market, but there's always a question as to whether they get the vote. And it was, 34, the IPOs are enormous when you throw in the companies that have gone public via SPAC. We have to remember, these companies then take all the money and they hire people, create jobs. It's very positive. At the same time, David, uh, 
it's not like they, they they became better investments since May 12th when we had that CPI number that was red hot. They did. And they, then what happened is that people realized the but, Fed's going to slam on the brakes and these stocks came alive. It's no longer a SPAC out. The SEC is letting them uh, through. There is more scrutiny now. We don't necessarily have a lot of new rules, but there is sort of a new accounting for the for the warrants. There's more focus on the pipes. Some of them, many of them coming without uh, pipes, the new deals that are being announced. But to your point, a lot of cap- risk capital is going towards really risky endeavors. Really risky. And we point that out many times. Where oh, but It is great that our country you know, has risk it capital. It is. Listen, I mean, uh, you know, automated uh, a truck company Embark earlier this week. We yes. had the CEO on that 25-year-old That was a very good interview that you did. It's a $5 billion. Is that guy old enough to drive? He's 25, yes. I was thinking, listen, he's... He's That's all he was wanting to know, drug. was how old is this guy? He's right. That's all they wrote in and said. Yeah. That was, but really. there you go. All right. And 2024-25 is sort of a key inflection point for that company. But to your point, they raised a lot of capital. I think over $600 million in new capital from the SPAC. And that goes towards continuing to build the business, despite what obviously is a lot of risk uh, inherent uh, in some of these businesses. I think problems. a young person, someone uh, after they put money in an index fund, one of these young people that surrounds us right now, I pick five SPACs and just put them away, uh, these SPACs back. Because some of these, I think there's going to be some that are incredible home runs and the others are going to go to zero. But they're going to net out to be positive. I really believe that. As for the banks, we're going to start getting earnings a, a week from Tuesday. Uh, and I guess the, the question will be, when do we start hearing about accelerating buybacks and dividends, right? I think uh, Monday we're going to hear. Uh, and I've got to tell you, there are stocks like City, which I expect to to be able to buy a lot of stock back, and the stock's getting hammered. I mean, what the the stock's down on this? I mean, listen, I understand we had full expectation of a capital that everybody would pass. There would be a capital return allowed, but is it surprising you that the Uh, stocks are actually down? I I think that people are uh, misunderstanding what's going to happen when they announce that there's going to be billions of dollars bought. And these guys buy stock. I mean, they don't just sit idly. I mean, perhaps someone is saying that the trading month was bad, uh, maybe there's a part of the, I don't know, could it be uh, something that people are saying, uh, uh, David, about the idea that uh, everybody, th- that the the regiment, you know, the whole uh, examination is now off, right? right. Uh, but at the same time, should it be off? I mean, are there people who are worried about the banks? No, or, not many. Well, then they should be. I mean, Mike Mayo's report, obviously a well-known analyst at Wells Fargo, been around forever. He's talking about $200 billion of excess capital. There is, but I think people feel like the they've had their run. Yesterday. They've had their run, and they're getting more risky. A lot of them feel, but the one that is really right is Wells, because they're able to buy back 13% of their company. And I think the others, people are worried about the quarter. Well, maybe sales and trading was more muted, perhaps, as it, it was, you know, it's because it's been is. pretty quiet. It definitely is. And that's what, you know, you look at these and you say, all right, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to do something risky to make the numbers? I don't know. Uh, they do have a lot of... And these reserve have, releases may come, but nobody really no. cares about that. It's, it's all... It's Charlie Sharp for that. Charlie Sharp with the biggest buyback. But I think that this is a misjudgment that these stocks are down. I'm trying to, you know, it's not the Russell we balance. I mean, I don't know. Did, was it just they ran so much into C-Corp? Maybe. They could be. They're all up nicely for the year. All, all up far more than, uh, other than City, far more than the broader City market. City can buy a lot of stock back. City is the laggard of the big guys. I know. About, what, 14%? I don't know. And look, sometimes when it's a mystery, it's wrong. 
I would buy Wells Fargo and I'd buy it aggressively. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly one name that's uh, doing pretty well this morning is Space. Uh, as the FAA expands its commercial operator license to fly people uh, into orbit, Jim. Um, first I, time, really, from the FAA. I, look, the combination of the, uh, of the FDA sanctioning two different Alzheimer's drugs that may not work and the FAA saying, yes, do we have a commonality? Are you beginning to see that the Biden administration is more pro do, uh, a lighter regulation <laughs> than, well, than the, the Trump regime. When it comes to Alzheimer's drugs and And when it comes to space. exciting things, not when it comes to oil. I mean, I don't think there'll ever be another pipeline built in this country, but I found that uh, the, this government seems to favor edgy stuff. And I think that we should start thinking maybe that the, the appointees may be not liking Fang, but they sure kind of like wow, novel, novelty. They, well, Virgin Galactic. I mean, again, uh, we're talking about SPACs. This is one of the early ones there right. quite some time back. But what do you think about that idea, though, that I'm proposing? On, on space, on mobility, right? Certainly on ESG, trying to help industries turn corners. Yes. But to your larger point, tougher on, on energy. Right. Uh, maybe tougher. Well, certainly antitrust, big tech, and maybe banks. Yeah. I, well, I, I think they're okay on banks. I haven't seen much yet. The thing that, that blew me away was how pro they are on U.S. solar and how they're willing to go after, really powerfully after China, more than Trump did. Uh, this North America, there's a great note by Citi, oh, North America Renewable Energy. Yesterday. Yeah, right. yeah this is uh, one of the essentials, the essentials, and yes, from yesterday. I think first solar's a buy. I think end phase is a buy. I think that the U.S. government has decided that we are done with the Chinese wrecking our industry. All right, we're going to have to subsidize our industry, though, and we're going to compete with them because they've subsidized their industry so significantly, which is why the Chinese for years have been able to underprice all the manufacturers of solar panels you, and took basically complete market control. You keep them out, you enable our companies to hire a lot of people and expand, but you do have to subsidize. Right, you do. But, but solar's come down a great deal in terms of costs, so don't forget that. Come down More a great economic. deal. It's really you, by the way, you could talk, say the same thing. What are the Chinese going to do when it comes to EV? You know, sometimes we forget we do see Tesla sells a lot there, GM still, but they are developing an enormous, I mean, in terms of battery, in terms of EV vehicle, and everything else. It's going to be another battle, Jim. Right? It's going to be a battle. And Tesla wins that, and they lose against the uh, in the pickup truck. Against the Lightning? The one, the, uh, what are they called? F-150 Lightning they lose? Or no, you're saying... Yeah, they get, they lose against the Lightning. The Aztec loses against the Lightning. That's what you call the truck. Looks like the Aztec. That, um... (laughs) In in Breaking Bad, they drove it. Oh, okay. Uh, Farley just said it to me again. He said, don't worry about it. Musk? No. Not a... NAF. Musk, not a factor. <laughs> really? Will not, not be a, a factor. factor. He will not be a factor in the pickup business. All right. Well, he does still have a company that's got a $662 billion market value. But they've never met the likes of Jim Farley. <laughs> Ford, look, he is about Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> he is. Mm. You know who played him? No. Is Brad Pitt playing him? Um, Wait, Ford what? versus Ferrari is yeah, Christian Bale Christian and Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Matt Damon played Jim Farley. And <laughs> he did? Yes. No, he, but he didn't. No, I'm just... He played another person. No, I know, but I'm saying that Jim Farley is so different from the traditional Ford guy 
I mean, he's unbelievable. The Maverick can't get one. The Bronco sold out. Yep. The F-150. This guy has game. Plus, David, he's doing something that Ford's never done. Tell me. He's what? decided to stop losing money. Oh, right. You mentioned that. It's, yeah, a, people it's a good place here. to start. Right? Yeah. Good place to start. It's a very good place to start. Mm-hmm. You know? Banks are turning around a little bit. Doe a deer. What do you give me, like, little Oscar <laughs> Hammerstein there? Very good place to start. Yeah. Very Doe good deer. place. That's, a, that's quick. Right. Very quick. Very good. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Uh, that the John Coltrane version in uh, 1964. The best. Was the best. Uh, yeah, great Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, Darden, uh, Jimmy, you were talking about Starbucks earlier. That's going to be, that's going to highest level now since, well, the beginning of the month. Last man standing. Uh, MKM goes to buy 168. They're, they say more macro than micro. Uh, but again, an example, they say where cost pressures can be managed. Yes, but they have scale. And one of the things they'll go over and over and over again is say they have scale. Uh, most Italian restaurants do not have scale, and we know that they may not have made it. Uh, Olive Garden, I want to emphasize again, excellent pasta, fabulous salad, <laughs> great rolls. You yeah. want to emphasize that again? You don't, you don't go to Olive Garden? <laughs> I really haven't been very often. Remember, remember when activists were like, put salt in the boiling water? My God. Yeah, Man. It Jeff Smith spent, you know, he wrote 300 pages about I, I, how they should uh, yeah, you boil You must water. go to Longhorn. You simply I'm must not, go to Longhorn. I'm not going to Longhorn. You're not going to Longhorn? No. That was up 13% since but 2019? I, I, I'm not going to Longhorn. Um, where are you going? Just to defy you. Nike, I mean, up 14%. That's basically a new high. Well, $211 again, billion dollar short, market value. That's a short squeeze. That's not GameStop. It's a short squeeze by smart hedge fund managers who decided that someone on the call is going to bring up religious freedom. And they didn't. No. No one broke ranks. What they, what they talked about is New Jordans. They talked about direct-to-consumer. Ronaldo. They talked about Euros, Euro, the Euro. They, they talked about the Olympics. Soccer. They talked about the Olympics. You make it sound NBA. like that the analysts were a bunch of lap dogs. Well, they are, but that's okay. They also had a great quarter. Yeah. It was exceptional, and the conference call was so great. And yeah, I just, I've always had a fondness for them. I always thought that Martin, no one could ever top a Mark Parker conference call, but a Donahoe conference call. I mean, it's a bestseller. It is. It's, a, it's on the New York Times bestseller list, David. It's a new Stephen King book. Remember the other Stephen King? He ran uh, Dave and Buster's. I don't know what happened to him. Did he really? It was a guy yeah. named Stephen don't King call who me ran Stephen. Dave and Buster's? Look at those stocks. Will you end phase? We're back. CarMax. Etsy must have some sort of news. Oh, and, and some of these other, maybe it's a Nike halo, Jim, but Lulu, back to 370. That's going to take you back to almost the beginning of the year. People like comfort. A lot of people felt that once the pandemic kind of, David, listen to this, you'll love us. Okay, once the pandemic crested, yes. you would go back to wearing the same old shoes that you used to wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably wear the Ferragamos. Um, no, people stayed with Nike. They stayed with athleisure. That's why Lulu's doing well. I urge people to look at Gap because Athleta is doing very, very well. People should be looking at these comfort clothes. They, people want comfort more than any Gap should be an all-time high. I mean, not all-time, it should be. Why are stocks taking such a darn, their darn time? Because, boy, you read those conference calls, you know what to do. 
you know what to do. Talk about clothes. Have you looked at this, this Figs, that company that went public with the scrub? You know, they make high-end yeah. medical scrubs. Yeah. I'm starting to think people are just going to start wearing those all over town now. <laughs> Wait, my stepson does. To your does. comfort, to your comfort My stepson question. wears those. Stock's up. Yeah, it's up another 4.5% today. It's 45 bucks. Oh, because that's what people are wearing. And if you ever venture outside your apartment, you'll actually see I venture see out things. all the time. All you will find me is, is out. What, going Walking the get streets. A, please get me some. What looking at saying? all the garbage get everywhere. Get me some oatly milk. Would you please get me some oatly milk? Is that what happens at your house? I thought we were going to go after corn milk. That's our new thing. It turned out to be huge. It turned out to be corn milk's huge in China already. Oh, it is. We're oh. late on that, too? We're late on corn milk? Yeah. Figs. Last time I listened to you. People Stop. wear yeah. things. I mean, David, you have to stay up. I mean, Sarah Eisen is very good on athleisure. Very good. Excellent. Yes. Yes. She's on after, in the afternoon. Yes, I'm yeah. aware. I sometimes actually uh, do that program you with her. You posted that the other day. Mm-hmm. I thought it was special. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got um, S&P record high. NASDAQ up five in a row. Uh, first time since January. Uh, VIX below 16. Let's get to Bob Pisani. Hey, Bob. Good morning, guys. Happy Friday. Uh, new high on the S&P, but not a lot of individual highs. We're not seeing a lot of them. The Target's one of the only ones so far this week goes to the sector rotation. You know what we are seeing? People on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. You can ring the bell this week and come down on the floor for the first time. That's why you're hearing that little bit of noise behind us right now. Boy, does that make me feel good. As for the sectors here, you see steel doing well again. Materials, this is the remnants of the infrastructure play that's been happening all week around uh, uh, that infrastructure deal, uh, energy flattish. Banks had a great week. Boy, the banks index up almost 5% this week. Tech's on the flat side. Uh, if you want to take a look at what the risk is, you can see today, and the guys were talking about this, the risk is earnings disappointment. So everyone thought Nike was going to have great numbers. Why? Because they've had them in the past. Look at these earnings beats, the percentage of earnings beats for Nike. Yesterday, zero. It was in line. No beat, huh? Nobody was expecting that. That was a disappointment. Look how they've beaten uh, in the last several quarters. So that's a disappointment. Then take a look at Nike. Look what they did yesterday. They beat by 82%. That was even above what the whisper numbers were for Nike. And look how they've beaten consistently. Now, is there any surprise to see what the numbers are doing today, what the stocks are doing? Nike's hitting a new high. And you can see FedEx is to the downside. So the risk here is an earnings disappointment, essentially, where people are expecting you to do really well above the actual numbers. The good news is that FedEx is the outlier here. Adobe, Kroger, Lennar, Oracle, they all had strong results, and that's why we're at record levels. FedEx is the outlier. The big beats are continuing to happen here. A lot of cynicism, boy, on this uh, infrastructure deal. I think $579 billion is a lot of money. They spend $300 billion a year on infrastructure in the United States, $579 over several years. That's a lot. And the market Things. So look at some of these infrastructure plays this week. Terex does all the cranes, the work platforms, Manitowic, the United Rentals. And then you see some of these other stocks like Deere uh, doing well. Some of the other big names like Century Aluminum, uh, Granite Construction, big road construction company. If you put up the next one there, uh, DICOM, these are big engineering companies all doing well. This is in anticipation of this. So maybe splitting in two was really a good idea. I know it's still a little uh, iffy about whether it can pass or not, but the market believes that it's certainly good news. Finally, guys, today's the Russell reconstitution. Only happens once a year. Russell rebalances the Russell 2000, the 1000, and the 3000. A lot of money benchmarked to these these days. Remember, you own these funds, you own index funds. They change. I mean, you don't have anything to do with it. Often the 
uh, heaviest volume trading day of the year, sometimes a second or third or fourth one. What's interesting is the Russell 2000 is where the money is. So if you move out of the Russell 2000 into the 1000, believe it or not, you usually get selling pressure. Here's one to watch today. How about our old friend GameStop? Guess what? GameStop is going to be going from the Russell 2000 into the 1000. Probably see a little selling pressure toward the close. Guys, back to you. Okay, Bob, thank you. Bob Pisani, take a look at GameStop shares. Still to come right here, Royal Caribbean CEO Richard Fain, the company's Celebrity Edge. It's going to be the first cruise ship to sail from an American port in more than 15 months. They'll be joining us. We'll be right back. Get an update on the collapse of that 12-story oceanfront condo tower north of Miami Beach. The president has approved an emergency disaster declaration. Emergency crews are digging around the clock in Surfside, frantically searching for survivors in the rubble. The mayor of Miami-Dade County says four are dead, 120 accounted for, and 159 unaccounted for. The news with Shepard Smith live tonight from Surfside with the latest on all of that, the rescue efforts and what may have caused the collapse. Our coverage begins tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Squawk on the street. We'll be right back. Jim, what's on Mad tonight? Something that David's going to watch. He's going to deviate from his routine of petting the dog and going for a walk. Brent Saunders is on. Really? He's back. He's bigger than ever. SPAC, chairman, beauty, health. What did you expect? I saw him at a restaurant. I saw him at Maria. Is he de He's 10 years younger he than he was. Is he de Yeah, it's already done. It's all set. It's got research. Because we've everything. already had him on. No, no. It, it, not allowed to have him on twice. You know that's a CNBC rule around a SPAC. I want everyone to have a great weekend. And I am having Brent Saunders on, looking younger than ever. He is the... Fountain of yes, fountain of Botox youth. Strauss Selnick and Brent Saunders. <laughs> I mean, what, what the heck? They make everybody else feel geriatric. That's Got a great it. picture. Look at not a line in his forehead. You see that? No double chin. How do you think that happens? Chemistry. How about Botox and Kybella? Will you look at that? Beautiful, Jim. We'll see you tonight. Mad Money, 6 p.m. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.